Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Fantasy, a fantasy football podcast. It's me and the crew, and we got a little surprise for you. Um, of course, the usual, the fun train, Scott, the shadow, and John Canada. John, welcome your first guest for this fantasy year. How are you doing, buddy? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. I'm just chilling in a hotel room in Philadelphia, uh, watching my first uh, baseball game of the year. Now that we're close <laughs> to the old yeah. World Series, I got it on mute, and I'm like, I could get into this sport, too. Uh, Yeah, sure. Maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. During the playoffs in the finals, right? Um, yeah. Of course, I do have to give John a shout out. Um, and the band he's a part of, the Brook and the Bluff, who are now touring across America um, with their latest album release, Bluebeard. Please give it a listen if you haven't already. Um, John, what cities are you going to be uh, coming up next over this coming weekend, upcoming weeks? Uh, coming up next this weekend is Philly, New York, D.C., and Boston. Uh, so wow. it's kind of a kind of a lot going on this weekend and then next weekend we're heading down to see uh see the fun train down uh, for a little halloween weekend <laughs> all aboard all over the place all aboard baby um and with that you guys we're gonna go ahead and scoot on over to our icebreaker which is going to be an apple draft an apple draft um don't ask me why you can direct those questions to the fun train um but we have already done our randomizer uh It'll be led by John, the fun train, me, and Scott. Now, a uh, quick question, guys. This isn't a snake draft, right? This is um, just your basic reset flop over to pick one again, right? No, we will we will do a snake draft to, to maintain consistency and fairness. Um, I, I will say just the reason for the Apple draft, National Apple Day is October 21st, which is coming up the saturday so that is the reason for the season and why we are doing the apple draft so um wow yeah what would you say he's so brand loyal is this one of your top five? <laughs> oh, easy <laughs> i've invested <laughs> okay well played for the well played. draft all right well um, jay can with the 101 of apple pro well apple things uh what do you take um, I'm just going to take the entire Apple corporation, just all of, all of their products, all of their holdings, everything. Excellent. It, it Excellent. will be exceptionally hard to beat that. Um, that was, that was definitely number one of my more in Apple Inc. So I am very <laughs> sad that it was taken, but it was the right choice with my number two pick. I'm going to go with the big Apple AKA Ooh. New York city. So some may have thought I would go in another direction that I assume MJ is going to go. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm taking big apple. New York city is amazing. I love it. And I feel like it's a uh, still at the number one spot. Okay. Well, I'm not as creative as most people, but I will go with Oh, this is kind of difficult, but listen, I actually really like uh, applesauce. 
Um, just listen, if we get to pick our favorite things and all I've got listed in front of me are Apple products. So food items made <laughs> of apples, I will gladly take applesauce. Cause listen, uh, it just tastes so good and it's just so easy to eat. And I'm glad, listen, I'm glad you went with what you like, MJ. Have you ever tried, have you tried freezing your applesauce? You get it to that point where it's like right in the point of being frozen, but not frozen. It's so good. So no, I try to leave the grocery store with, without it. That's my Oh, goal. well, <laughs> that sounds like a Steven thing to do. Uh, Scott, what do you have for pick four? Yeah, don't let Steven knock your applesauce pick. Uh, do I think it's a round one or probably not, but um, applesauce is great. Uh, I like it. Uh, but I can't believe this one fell to me. Uh, I mean, yeah, give me give me apple pie at the one point zero four. Was classic. It's great value. Classic apple pie. If you can get a little dollop of vanilla ice cream with it, I mean, it, there's not too many more things that are more American than that. So mm. um, I'll take that. And then uh, with the uh, 2.01, uh, I'm going to go away from food for a little bit. Um, I actually just did this uh, for the first time a couple weekends ago with the wife and a couple of our friends. Uh, we went apple picking, um, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, went to an orchard. There were many different types. Um, Fiji Red Delicious, Granny Smith's, um, Honey Crisps, and you, you know you grab a whole bunch, put them in a bag, weigh it, and pay by the poundage. But um, yeah, uh, and I will say I think Fiji's are my favorite um, now. But yeah, MJ, what do you got? Yeah, great choice um, over there, apple pie and apple picking can't beat that um i'm gonna go with another spinoff of apple products i guess it's gonna be apple cider apple cider vinegar um listen multiple health benefits uh you'd be surprised at what apple cider vinegar can do for you and your body so that's my pick at 202 uh, not even apple cider apple cider vinegar hey i turned 30 and i'm only i'm all i've been thinking about is how to improve my well-being so, so, so what, what can it do for you? What a- apple cider vinegar? Yeah. Oh, uh, shoot. Well, um, S- sorry to put you on the spot there, but I assume like if you're, you know, yeah, well, taking like, apple cider, of course, vinegar, there's tons like, of like, uh, tons of vitamins in there. And, uh, like, like it's good for diabetics. It can lower blood sugar. It can also help with cholesterol. Um, like, I guess they put myself out there. I have some like some eczema, so it can help relieve some eczema, uh, kill germs. I mean, it does a lot of different stuff that, I mean, it's kind of crazy what apple cider vinegar can do for you. Now it doesn't taste that good. I'll be honest, but health benefits outweigh the taste cons. So better than just having apples or just having vinegar, apple cider vinegar. I mean, yeah, you hit the nail right on the head. Solid choice. Solid choice, MJ. On train? I'm going to go with maybe another forgotten option. I'm going to take Johnny Appleseed with my second pick. He is the man who planted the seed, literally. And uh, mm. all across. not He's a real guy, which I, I sometimes forget. So uh, give him his flowers and his apples and give me, give me Appleseed with my number two. John, what do you have? Um, I'm going to go with one of my all time favorite phrases. I say it probably every single day. Uh, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Mm. Wow. What um, a, what a pick. <laughs> just so much truth in it. 
Um, and I guess I get to go again on the turn. You do. Uh, give me a, give me a Eli Apple corner cornerback for the for the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> hey, what a pick! What a pick! This is I a mean, baseball draft and impressive. excellent pick. Excellent pick. Well played. Wow, I love I love the football option. Strong team there, Josh. Um, I'm gonna take the whiskey apple, which, if you guys don't know, is a drink originating in Australia, and it is whiskey mixed with crushed apples. And I will tell you, whenever you go into almost any bar in Australia, they literally have an apple crushing machine. They crush the apples right in front of you. And that crushed apple juice mixed with the whiskey is incredible. And that is like starting in Australia. It's great, amazing drink. If you, I guess if you have an apple crusher, you know, try it out here. But um, anyways, it's a unique drink and so good. Um, MJ. Yeah. So we talked about this before we started recording, but it's going to be apple bottom jeans, mainly for the fact that it is part of the, I guess the song of a lot of our middle school years, um, low by Flo Rida, um, which released back in 2007. And I don't think I really, that's all like, I don't know. You say apple bottom jeans anywhere, and people always going to relate to that song. And man, was that song releasing in middle school? That was a bop. That was a bop, baby. I mean, still is. Let's be still, right. Yeah, you're right. It is still a bop. So that'll be my only pop culture reference for the Apple draft. So boots with the fur, baby. Um, yeah. So I'm. I think I'm going to get some eye rolls here, but uh, I'm actually going to go with. Um, with a specific candy here and i'm talking about the caramel apple pops so the lollipops with the caramel around the apple on the outside definitely one of my all-time favorites um outside of like the chocolate world because i'm definitely a bigger chocolate guy than regular candy but uh yeah the caramel apple pops to close this out shocked few few uh uh honorable mentions that did not get drafted apple strudel apple juice Hot apple cider, caramel apple, bobbing for apples. So there are a lot, yeah. a lot of great unforgotten. So everyone, had I will say, yeah, like apple cider vinegar. I was like, oh, well, I mean, that kind of it's not the same as apple cider, but still. And then you mentioned the whiskey with the apple juice. So it's like, uh, um, I did think about bobbing for apples, but I, I think uh, picking apples, I went with for my activity. Where are you more vulnerable than bobbing for apples? That's the question. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Great question, Steve. Take using the restroom, I guess. I don't. I mean, but your head is underwater, so. Dude, I'm bobbing for apples in the restroom. <laughs> Best yeah. place to do it. <laughs> no, no comment. There we go. All right, guys. Great apple draft. We'll go ahead and scoot on over to our week six recap. Now, a lot of injuries, of course. Uh, CMC, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Tannenhill, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, um, David Montgomery, Kyron Williams. I mean, these are a lot of players who have been winning weeks for people. Um, we'll move on a little bit to our games we'll recap first of which is going to be the philadelphia eagles winning well actually losing i'm sorry losing to the new york jets 
crazy, right? 20 to 14, uh, most notably Jalen Hurts throwing three interceptions this game, uh, 280 yards, one touchdown. He also rushed for 47 yards and a touchdown as well. Um, AJ Brown, um, who's owned by John in our What's Your Fantasy fantasy league, uh, going seven for 131. Uh, no touchdowns. Um, DeAndre Swift getting the other rece- receiving touchdown, eight for 40. Uh, Zach Wilson, 186. No touchdowns, no INTs. Brees Hall getting that last-minute uh, touchdown. 12 carries for 39 yards, though. Um, I guess my question here is, how worried are we in general about the Philadelphia Eagles transitioning to this new offense with, of course, Shane Steichen moving to the Colts and really cultivating uh, Anthony Richardson, who sadly is out for the entire year now? Um, are we not worried at all? I mean, I, I guess we were a little worried about A.J. Brown's initial lack of production the first couple of weeks. But, John, especially for your team, he's been popping off the last two Um how are your general yeah, feelings about that? He's now wide receiver six for the year. Yeah, he's been he's been like one of my only guys that's been super consistent. So I'm mm-hmm. feeling great about it. But uh as for the whole Eagles, man, I have no idea. <laughs> Do you yeah. guys feel like this is a great opportunity to buy low on Devonta Smith, who's uh, you know, hasn't been really living up to expectations at this point? Yeah, I think it could be in it, especially in I would say redraft would not say dynasty. I think that would be a little silly to pay, overpay for him. Um, Well, the point is to not overpay if he's, you know, I I guess for you to sell him for less than he's really worth. Um, But uh, I mean, redraft, I I can see a scenario where you could get rid of him because you can probably find, someone like an Adam Thielen who's providing mm-hmm. consistent value. But overall, I I don't think I think there's concern for the Eagles, but when you compare them to the rest of the NFL, like everyone kind of sucks. So mm-hmm. I uh <laughs> like it's just a complete crapshoot on who's gonna be good in this league. Um so from that standpoint I'm I'm pretty I, I believe in the talent of that team. So yeah I'm not worried about the Eagles at all. Um, I think it was uh, poor coaching, poor clock management, poor defense there at the end of the game against the Jets, um, and poor play calling, I think, ultimately. Uh, put the ball in Hurts' hand, let him do magic with A.J. Brown. Um, they've mastered the tush push. I love it. I'm all for it. I don't think it should be outlawed. Um, well, they are the originators of the tush push. I know. It, it, it was it the uh, brotherly shove. Brotherly the, shop, uh, yes. Is the Philadelphia name for it? Um, yeah, I, I'm not worried. Uh, they're five and one, so they dropped one to the Jets. Um, they'll rebound next week, I think. Which I mean is the tush push itself is keeping Jalen Hurts fantasy relevant. You know, QB two for the year, currently with five rushing touchdowns, all courtesy of the brotherly shove. So, Damn. um, yeah, crazy, Aren't they right? Signing? Are they signing? Uh, Julio Jones. Yes, they are signing signing Julio Jones, which I don't know. Is that going to do anything? To that that is a great question, John. Um, what do you guys think? I don't. I personally don't think Julio will make that much of a fantasy difference. I mean, 
Yeah, with uh, like the arguably the goat Tom Brady last year, he didn't really have that much fantasy relevance due to injuries. So, yeah. I mean, do you guys feel like this is uh, I mean, even worth a flex position on your team? No, I don't think probably so. not until you see him. Julio's he's on the Mount Rushmore for me, and I still uh. Yeah, unfortunately, I think he's probably a, a past that guy. Yeah, I think it depends on the league. Uh, I actually picked him up in one of our dynasty leagues. MJ, uh, we don't have kickers or defenses, so we have super deep benches, and mm-hmm. I think he was better than some other things that I had on my bench. So why not take a shot? Um, do I think he's going to take away from AJ Brown and Devontae Smith? No, I think if there's anybody that could possibly lose some value from him being on this team now, it's going to be Goddard. Okay. All right, great, Proud great. Goddard owner. And he's popped off. Goddard's gotten his looks that past couple of weeks too. So um, we'll move on to our next game, which is the Washington Commanders winning over the Atlanta Falcons 24-16. to 16. Uh, Sam Howell, not really slinging as much as he normally does, but 151, three touchdowns, no INTs. Uh, nothing really recognizable for the rushing uh, output for this team, but Terry, Scary Terry, 6 for 81. Curtis Samuel continues his tear um, four for 42, one touchdown, uh, Brian Robinson getting a touchdown as well. And Antonio Gibson. So, um, on the Atlanta side, Desmond Ritter throwing for 307 yards, two touchdowns, three INTs. Uh, one, the last one, of course, which ultimately sealed the game for them. Um, Drake London, nine for 125, zero tutties. Kyle Pitts finally getting a touchdown, four for 43 yards. And Johnu Smith four for 36 and one touchdown um a lot of times i guess in a lot of our uh, group chats especially for me steven and scott we talked a lot about sam howell uh, old commissioner dave talks about a lot about sam howell and if you got him i mean late in a draft where he was falling i mean you got a heck of a deal um a guy who's been really outperforming his draft position how do you guys feel about him in the dynasty scape. I mean, do you feel like this is a, I mean, of course a job that he can lose, but do you feel like he's at least solidified this position for a year, another year, two years? Yeah, I think uh, he's solidified it at least through this year. Um, if not beyond that, I think his performance at this point is better than what was expected. Uh, I think the commanders are doing better than what was expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say uh, you got him in our What's Your Fantasy startup right after I took Sam Laporta. And I honestly, I was between Laporta and uh, Hal at that point. Um, and I think they both have kind of worked out for us to an extent. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like where he went in drafts, I think he's definitely value for you at this point. And uh, if he's your third quarterback or your fourth quarterback, you could definitely trade him for another asset. Yeah, and Stephen, being the resident Falcons fan, how do you feel about Desmond? I mean, are you are you just disappointed in the man? I mean, he threw for three hundred yards, but that those ints, of course, lost you guys the game. I mean, yeah, do you feel I, like it's time for Heineke to get a shot. I don't know if I'd say it's time for Heineke to get a shot, but I am. I'm just waiting for the announcement. I, I think one thing that Ritter had going for him is that he could say he never lost at home, which it's like, if you're the coach, you can at least say, 
as bad as he's doing, he's never lost at home. So he's got that. And now he doesn't have that in his pocket. <laughs> so I, I, I think it's a matter of time if he has another game like this where he has the opportunity to win and they, and they lose, I think he's going to be benched. So unfortunately, especially with as someone that has him on a team, I'm, I'm not hopeful. I, he seems like a good guy. So I kind of wish for that, that he would be talented as well, but um, <laughs> I am, uh, I'm not, I'm not optimistic by any means with Ritter and the Falcons. So based on our, what's your fantasy scoring Ritter is number 16 for quarterbacks. Uh, so clearly in the QB two super flex conversation so far to start the year, not that bad to be, I mean, to add color that he's had games of 22, 26, 19, but also eight, six and eight. So, mm. I so mean, Mike Williams of quarterbacks, which is not something that you want rolling in. De- your, definitely you know. not. But I'm just saying like for super flex, you know, depending on what your options are, I, I would rather start a quarterback if, if it's a, you know, coin toss, right? Yeah. Yeah. You do have to do a little bit extra work there. Um, how, how, what do we feel about Heineke in general? If he does get this starting job, do we elevate, the rest of the Falcons receivers specifically? I don't think there's a huge change. I, okay. Obviously, I don't I don't know what it is, but they they don't use their weapons correctly. But I will say Drake London is obviously his usage is increased and in, I mean incredible nine receptions last game, which is huge. So I, I don't see assuming that that's gonna be kind of the norm where he's in that seven to ten reception range. I don't see Heineke like elevating him significantly more in, in Kyle Pitts. I no. <laughs> I think we've we've seen enough and it's just I don't I don't think it's on Kyle, but the coaching is just questionable and I, I don't understand why they do the strategy that they do. You tell them, fun train. Uh we'll move <laughs> on to our final game, which will be the New England Patriots losing to the Las Vegas Raiders 21 to 17. Mac Jones, I we of course I showed the uh, showed a couple of this stat from this month. Derrick Henry has thrown more touchdowns in the month of October. One uh, compared to Mac Jones this month, of course, zero the big zero. Uh, Mac Jones going two hundred, no tutties, one int. Ramondre Stevenson, a player on. Jake Hans team going for 10 for 46 and one touchdown. Ezekiel Elliott finding the end zone, seven for 34. Uh, most honestly, the only notable wide receiver from the Patriots is going to be Kendrick Bourne going 10 for 89. Uh, Jimmy G going 162, one touchdown, 190. He did leave injured with Brian Hoyer coming in. Uh, Josh Jacobs, um, Another average game, 25 for 77 yards, no touchdowns. Michael Mayer finally getting his breakout game, 5 for 75. And Jacoby Myers sneaking in a touchdown there, 5 for 61. Now, John, this this correction uh, question is directed towards you, specifically because you do own Ramondre, um, who hasn't really performing as we'd hope he would be, currently RB22 for the year. Um has been extremely hot or extremely cold. I mean, with the inconsistency of the, the Patriots this year, I mean, would you try to sell Ramondre or is this a point where you're, you know, you're just, you're forced to hold and just see what happens? 
I, it's funny. I've been like, I've been just like waiting for Ramondre to do anything all season. I feel like every time I watch a game and I see him get the ball, he just gets stuffed like right at the line. It's been like, Mm -hmm. it's been pretty boring and pretty like uneventful to watch. Uh, So I don't know, but I feel like I can't really like, I mean, he just came off of a one touchdown game and which, you know, boosted him up a little bit. Um, But I feel like, I feel like I can't sell him at what he's at right now because he's just had some pretty, some pretty uninspiring performances. So like I have hope, I have hope things can turn around maybe with an easier schedule coming up um, or something, but man, it has been tough seeing him just go nowhere, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah, I think if you try to sell him now, you'd be selling him low. Um, and I don't think it's all due to Stevenson. I think the Patriots offense as a whole is just really, really bad this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the O-line's not doing him any favors. And Zeke is getting some more looks. Yeah, Puzzle. Zeke is sneaking in there. I mean, I I guess I just really don't know. I don't know what's going on with this team. Like, yeah, every time I watch it, it just feels like Stevenson just isn't getting the amount of gap that he used to last year. Although when he's had his chances and he had his breakaway, he does look pretty decent on the flip side of that. Josh Jacobs, who um, Scott, I feel is like continues to underperform uh, currently RB 15 on the year, which isn't bad. Um, I mean, how do you feel about this offense potentially losing Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, you feel like they sway more towards the run here and um potentially get Jacobs more touches. I mean, he did get 25 carries already last game. Yeah. So, um, I guess first, before I answer that, um, I'm not worried as a Jacobs owner, uh, Love you it. mentioned 25 for 77. He's so just to run the ball, he's touching the ball 25 times. He also had two receptions, uh, this past game as well. So he's getting looks in the passing game. Like the volume is there, you know, an opportunity, right. For fantasy success. Even if you know they lose Garoppolo and they have to go with Hoyer or uh, the rookie, I'm not worried uh, about Jacobs. Um, I think um, Jacoby Myers and uh, Devontae Adams still require the defense to you know put some bodies on them, and that's going to open things up for Jacobs. Um, yeah, maybe he's not getting as many touchdowns as we want, but. Even having said all that, he's still number 15, like you said, on the season mm-hmm. with this, you know, lower production. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm not worried as Jacob's owner. I think he's a must start every single week. Set it and forget it. Set it and forget it. And, of course, I do have to give a little shout out for Jacoby Myers, um, who I, I will say Scott has consistently pushed over the last um, year and a half. Um, so I do want to give a little shout out to you, Scott. Jacoby, let's see how good how well Jacoby's doing. Cause I want to throw that in there. Jacoby's currently wide receiver 14 for the year, wide receiver 14 with output of 24 points, 12, 4.3, 17 and six, 14.6 points. So a potentially sneaky pick for everyone who kind of had a little belief in him, got him late. So that was our, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say real quick, um, you know, he finally got away from that, terrible Patriots offense and got on a team that actually respects the pass and has given him some looks and oh, yeah, the high powered sh- Las Vegas. Raiders. Sh- hey, 
I, I didn't say that they're high power, but at least he's getting <laughs> looks and they're better than the Patriots offense, but they're actually respecting him for the athlete that he is and not wasting his talents. Yeah. Well, of course I was within your realm of possibilities, Jacoby, uh, popping off, seeing some increase of looks. What other possibilities do you think could happen this year, Scott? And of course you're going to be hosting the realm of possibilities. Thank you for that transition there, MJ. Uh, so I'm actually going to start with two that we kind of touched on a bit in the preseason. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily, necessarily say an update, um, but kind of tweaking the question now based on what we've seen for the first six weeks of the season. So our first realm of possibility, I'll give you basically the stats, the rundown first, and then I'll ask the question. So prior to the season and the Rodgers injury, we asked if it was in the realm that the Jets could make it to and win the Super Bowl. They now stand at 3-3 three and three with quality wins over the Bills and most recently the Eagles and a quality loss, only three points, to the Chiefs. Is it in the realm that they make the playoffs this season? Hmm, playoffs? Yeah. No, I mean, without a question, it's in the realm of possibility. As I mentioned earlier, everyone sucks. And I think if... If Zach Wilson can game manage and not lose games, that Jets defense is going to keep them in every single game that they're in. And what happened to the Eagles can happen to every other team. So, and, and not to mention if A-Rod gets back, that's obviously a whole different story. But I think even as it currently stands, it is in the realm of possibilities. Yeah, I think I completely agree. They can absolutely make the playoffs. That Jets defense is no joke. Um, that's, Robert Robert Salah's like specialty. It's a defense. That's what he puts pride in. Now, if they just don't turn the ball over, uh, we can see what happens to a, a good team that turns the ball over. For example, the Vikings, who are just having an abysmal season. Um, they can definitely make the playoffs. And with Brees getting healthier, getting majority of the carries now. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, I was... When you read off the teams that they had beaten i was like wait what the bills the eagles almost the chiefs so <clears throat> i feel like things are looking a lot better right now than they were right after aaron Rodgers got injured and it would be now that would be a crazy story if not aaron Rodgers, but zach wilson took them so all the way. i but agree it, i agree with you john it's crazy uh where they're at you know, since week one, since losing Rogers. But uh, I think I'm going to go opposite of what all you guys say here. I don't think it's in the realm of possibility. Listen, only seven teams per conference can make the playoffs. Um, I think the Dolphins and Bills are a lock from the East. Uh, I think the Jags should win the South. I think there's only going to be one representative from the South, but still, that's a third spot. The West should have the Chiefs at a minimum. That's four, possibly the Chargers. That's five. I think that there's going to be two more teams out of the North, actually. I think I think it's either going to be uh, Ravens, Browns, Bengals, or Ravens, uh, Browns, and Pittsburgh uh, if the Bengals can't turn it around. I think there's going to be three teams out of the North. Um, I, I don't think it's in the realm of possibility, guys. I just don't. You think I mean, Pittsburgh? The AFC North is the best argument. There's, there's no one in the AFC North has a losing record, which is very impressive. Um, so I, I, I do get that argument, but... It's a big realm. It, it is a big realm. And like anything can happen. And it's crazy where they're at this 
to this point, but um, I I just don't see them being one of the top seven teams in the AFC. It's it's such a tough conference. Uh, but with that, we'll go to our second realm of possibility. Uh, so prior to the season, we asked if any of the rookie quarterbacks could finish in the top 12 this season. We had some mixed answers, but the consensus was that Richardson, if any of them, uh, now the best chance of the big three is Stroud, obviously with Richardson being out for the year. Uh, Bryce Young not looking as good as we had hoped. The Panthers had hoped. Um, so Stroud, who currently sits as number 12 in the what's your fantasy scoring at quarterback. Here are some notable quarterbacks. And by notable, these are quarterbacks that have at least one top 10 finish in fantasy who are currently behind Stroud. Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, Ryan Tannehill, and Deshaun Watson. So having said all that, is it in the realm of possibility that Stroud finishes in the top 10 at the position this year? Hmm. That's a tough question. Because those are some excellent quarterbacks that you just listed there. Um, and I, I, I mention this every week, um, specifically about the Shanahan system. Okay. And it's all about making the quarterback the least important position on the field. And I, I really think that D'Amico Ryans has done an excellent job. Of course, he brought in the offensive previous offensive coordinator for the 49ers in as, as his OC. And I think they've done an excellent job, which is why you know, Shroud has been setting records. I mean, he said the what most consecutive passes without nine T to start an NFL career. Um, he's mm -hmm. just a few, uh, I'm not really sure how many yards short he is of what, uh, Herbert's record is for, uh, most passing yards to start an NFL career, but he's right below that. I, I think this offense is just, it's his, the 12th spot is his for the taking. If he just executes, he continues to not turn the ball over. I think it's totally within the realm of possibilities he can finish there, especially with what he's making use of, what, Nico Collins, uh, Tank Dell, Dalton Schultz. I mean, it's just crazy, crazy what he's doing with the talent that is around him. So you think top 12 for sure, but the question was top 10. Oh, top 10? Sorry. Yes. I think it, it it's totally within the realm of possibilities um, with the system he's in. Um, all he has to do is execute. Now, whether or not he does it, we'll, we'll have to see how the season goes, but I think it's totally within the realm of possibilities. I mean, yeah. Like Steven said, anything can happen in the NFL. So there you go. Steven, how are you feeling about that? Uh, you you got him in our startup draft. You feeling I do. Pretty I good had him as my my unconfident QB two, but now very happy as my QB two. Um, I think, I mean, yeah, he's, he's five points away from top 10 right now for quarterbacks. And, you know, Purdy is definitely not a lock. Wilson is not a lock. Um, and then the quarterbacks that you mentioned valid, but no, no surefire top 10 guys. So, so yeah, I think it's in the room of possibility. He's been playing really clean, solid football. So I'm, I'm, I'm in it, man. All right. Well, I'm going to take the opposite again here. I think top 12 <laughs> is in the realm. I think top 12 is barely in the realm. That's where he sits right now. Even after having 
the amazing start to the season he's had. He's sitting right there at the cusp at top 12. I think for him to jump two more guys and not get surpassed by any of those other guys I mentioned is super unlikely. I think the odds are completely against it. And if he does it, that's awesome. It's amazing. Congrats on Steven with the excellent pick. Uh, but I do not think it's in the realm, guys. I think uh, I think that is a bit of a stretch for this season. Um, yeah, and but, I don't think it's likely, but it is in the realm for me. Sure, so thank you. Realms, yeah. realms yeah. are very big, and and I just <laughs> I think I think this one is outside it. Um, the third one I have for you guys: the Dolphins are one of the hottest teams in all football at five and one. But their one loss is to the divisional rival Bills, who have won the past three AFC East division titles. Miami has not won the division since 2008, which was the year that Tom Brady got hurt. Is it in the realm of possibility that they win the AFC East this year? There's yeah, nothing yeah. more that could be in a realm than the Dolphins <laughs> winning the AFC East. I mean... Yeah, I don't, they're five and one. They're completely dominant. Defense doesn't win championships. So give me that high part offense that's going to keep them in every game, similar to the New York Jets defense, keeping them in every game. Um, there's, yeah, I, I, in the realm, yeah. I, if I was putting money on it, I feel like I'm probably still going Bills just uh, for, uh, historical provenness <laughs> but uh i'm i'm all in on the dolphins bandwagon i guess you could say and uh i mean i mean realm of possibility no no question yeah this offense is setting records and the, the, man it's just one of those things where believe it or not their head coach is a disciple of the Shanahan system as well. Um, it's crazy. And you know what's changing? They are changing the NFL with all these motion movements. Defenses don't know what to do with it or how to deal with it. And of course, with this outside zone scheme, they have literally catered their running backs to perfection. I mean, they're all, majority of them are all speed guys. Uh, of course, if a what a chan I, I forgot what round he was drafted i feel like he was like a, a day three pick like third third rounder or plus could you look that up fun train for me but the immediate success he was able to find um with this system is just astounding and every one of their running backs is just putting up bonkers numbers and tua is able to succeed as well uh it, it is well of course uh shoot cornerback scott who's that quarterback they signed over the offseason uh, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey finally got back on the field this week. Uh, he's going to be coming back for this defense. I think the, I think it's beyond the realm of possibility. I think it's actually going to happen this year. And the Bills have one of the toughest schedules, remaining schedules for the entire year. So it can definitely happen. Realm and within the. You're realm. correct, MJ. Third round pick. Thank you. Yeah, John. Do y'all do y'all think that? Uh, oh well, well to answer the question, yes, I. I mean, I think it's if this is the realm, he is there right in the middle of that. <laughs> uh, that it is entirely possible. Uh, but you were just you were just talking about Devon Achan. Do y'all what? It, how are y'all viewing him from a dynasty perspective? I know he's on IR right now, but do you think when he comes back, it's just going to be like 
we're just going to, the train's just going to keep rolling. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I absolutely. Mean, yeah. And I think at this point he's a top 10, definitely a top 10 dynasty running back. No question. Uh, I would, I would even say, honestly, I would push it to like top five. I would push yeah. it to top five just because how consistent he's been with that work and how, I mean, he's so fast and that offense is yeah. so high octane. I don't, I don't see any reason how he can fail other than possibly getting injured. So injury. Yeah. I mean, yeah, as, as someone who's one in five in our dynasty league, I was looking at some guys on the IR. I'm like, okay, okay. Who can I, who can I buy <laughs> and uh, maybe look at next season? So he's definitely someone out of my eye. Go for it. Throw it. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good thing to do. Um, when you are one in five, look for pieces that can help you next year. I just, I don't know who has a chan in, in our league. Uh, Steve, if you want to look that up, but oh, is it Harrison? I mean, you might yeah. be able to sway your boy. You might be able to sway him, but mm-hmm. I don't think anybody is selling a first first year uh, rookie running back that has shown what he's shown, yeah. um, at least not for cheap. But uh, you could try. Um, yeah, no, one hundred percent. I think he's going to run away with it, though. Um, and for our listeners out there, John drew a little circle in the air and then pointed right in the middle of it for where he thinks the. Dolphins are uh, as far as winning the division in their own possibility. I will agree this time with the three of you that I definitely think it is possibility. I dot wouldn't be as close to the center as John's dot. I think it's closer to one of the edges just because the Buffalo Bills, um, they've done it before the last three years. They are the team to beat. The Dolphins haven't beaten them yet. Uh, It's hard to bet against Josh Allen. It's hard to bet against the Bills defense. Um, And, you know, not to spoil anything, but I ultimately think it's going to come down to their second matchup, which is in Miami, the last game of the regular season on January 7th, Bills versus Dolphins in Miami. I think the winner of that game will win the division. Um, so I absolutely think it's in the realm of possibility. I'm much closer to the edge because I think the Bills are still the favorite. But uh, yeah, definitely not going to say that that's out of the realm of possibility. All right. Last but not least. And since MJ can't stop talking about Shanahan, let's talk about the Niners. Uh, The 49ers have looked like the best team in the NFL up up until this past weekend when they lost to the Watson-less Browns. Now, to be fair, they had injuries to CMC and Debo, as well as linebacker Greenlaw, offensive tackle Trent Williams, and safety Odom. So lots of big-name starters they lost during this game. However, none of these injuries seem to be long-term. But without these players, Purdy looked different. Uh, Was not his normal Purdy self. Um, Definitely saw a difference there without a lot of these key pieces. So, uh, and one more stat for you. The Niners have made it to three of the last four NFC Championship games. Is it in the realm of possibilities that the Niners miss the NFC Championship game this season? Absolutely not. Not in the, I, I mean, to miss a playoff game, absolutely, yes. <laughs> no, championship, championship, right? To, yeah, to, yeah, miss, yeah. to miss out on the NFC championship game. So, I mean, they make it past the wild card round, the divisional round, and they're in the championship. Is it in the realm that they miss yeah. that game? I mean, any anything can happen in one game, and they could lose in the, in the divisional round. Um, I mean, if I'm betting... I'm probably betting on them to be one of the four final teams, but yeah, no, I mean, absolutely in a realm. 
Yeah, I just, unlikely. I, but sorry, I'm. Jacob. I mean, injuries. No, you're good, man. I just like injuries. Of course, barring injuries, I don't think it is. Now, of course, we, your question did like was based off all their a lot of their starters being out, and then Purdy, of course, looking pedestrian. But I, this team is just so stacked. And I think with, I think with some minor adjustments, they will have plenty of fill in players who can continue to make a difference, uh, regardless if they're missing some of their star players. Now, I, like, I don't want to talk more about injuries, you know, because knock on wood, I, I love when every team gets it performed to their absolute best, right? And that's one of the reasons why, uh, Philadelphia, I mean, Philadelphia was able to usurp them last year was, the injury to Brock Purdy. We don't know what would have happened if Purdy was in that game, right? But missing the the championship with a team of their overall caliber, I really don't think that's in the realm of possibilities. Like there right now is their time to go for it. So we'll see. John, if you have more comments, please. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. I mean, <clears throat> these injuries to CMC and Debo, they don't seem super serious and i think that after this hiccup this week which came down to a missed field goal right at the end yeah. um i i don't think we're going to be we're going to be thinking too much about this game 5 weeks from now uh when their when their stars are back because before this week it was like purdy was like 13 and 0 with with all the guys and just running the system just perfectly it it looked great so i feel like Nah, we're we're gonna be fine. But you still think it's in the real possibility that they miss the NFC Championship game? The funny thing about the realm of possibility is, to me, almost anything in the NFL is in the realm of possibility. But they're gonna be in the in the NFC Championship game for sure. Okay, so not in the realm that they're gonna miss. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going to disagree with John and MJ and agree with Steven. I think it's 100% in the realm that they miss out on the NFC Championship game. Uh, Steven made a great point. Anything can happen in the playoffs. Um, teams that aren't supposed to win, win, and knock out teams that are supposed to go all the way. It happens. It just happened to my Braves in the uh, MLB playoffs. Please, anybody but the Phillies win. Anyways, uh, yeah, I think it's very much in their own possibilities that the Niners miss out on the NFC Championship game. Um, Beyond what Steven said, we saw a blueprint of what Purdy looks like with a couple of key players missing. You know, he's got a lot of players in that offense that just have a history of injuries. Are they all going to be able to stay healthy the entire season and through the playoffs? I don't know. And like MJ said, of course, we want every game, every team to have their best players, best potential. Um, you know, we don't want injuries to be a factor, but. I think once again, the odds are uh, against them. Yes, they're the best team and most likely to make it to that championship game, but the odds are still against them. Um, I think it's definitely in the realm that they uh, that they miss it. But with that, we're going to move over to Steven for On the Clock. All right, guys, got three questions, one for each of you, and we're sticking with the OG 30 seconds per question. So think about it. Take a sec. Ding. What's that? Drop, drop a leg. It's hot. Hope y'all got that reference. Um, John, we will start with you. 
last two games, Cooper Cup has about 40 fantasy points, 21 targets, and 15 receptions. It's a lot of targets, a lot of receptions. Our guy Tyree Kill, 53 fantasy points, 19 targets, and 14 receptions. So basically right on par with uh, Cooper Cup and a little obviously more with uh, fantasy points. Knowing that the Rams will likely be fighting to be in more games, who would you rather have rest of this season between Cup and Tyreek, and who would you rather have in Dynasty? Um, I'm going to go Tyreek for both of them. Um, <clears throat> honestly, y'all, uh, one of the first full NFL games that I ever watched, because I haven't watched a lot of NFL up until this season, was the uh, Dolphins and Broncos game. And that just watching that just gave me all all I needed to know. Every <laughs> question I had was answered. Tyree Kills, one of the greatest football players I have ever seen in my life. 30 seconds. There you go. I love it. Right at 30. I love the eye test comment. I'm a big eye <laughs> test guy. So um, I'm all in. Great, great point, John. Um, all right, Scott, you're up next. On my Mount Rushmore of wide receivers, we got DeAndre Hopkins. He's currently number 43 in fantasy points, Yahoo scoring, number 17 in targets. So quite a gap between fantasy points and targets. Um, Would you still comfortably start D-Hop as a wide receiver too? And do you think he's on the decline or is it the team around him that's bringing him down fantasy point-wise? Go. Um, I do not feel comfortable starting him as my wide receiver too. Uh, maybe my flex. Um, yes, he's older. Do I think he's on the decline? Maybe, but I definitely think it's more so the team around him. Um, the issue we have here is a whole bunch of targets and not very many fantasy points. Uh, to me, that says one, he's not getting touchdowns or at least a lot of good looks uh, in high valuable places such as the end zone. And two, they're probably not great targets. The quarterback's simply missing him. So yeah, team around him. Yep, I think really good points there. Um, shout out to Harry Ryan Tannehill, shitty quarterback right now. Um, I think he is the reason for D Hop's lack of success because I test baby MJ knows if you watch this guy, hands are glue. He's catching every ball thrown his way. He's the man. Love D Hop still. Um, Last but not least, MJ. Let's get it, baby. Heard this on the Rich Eisen show. Love the question. Want to get your thoughts. Okay. Is Justin Herbert an elite quarterback? And are there five other quarterbacks you'd rather have in fantasy this year and in dynasty? Go. Uh, yes, he's an elite quarterback. Um, surprise, surprise. Listen, uh, Scott's making a face. Surprise, surprise. Who was the QB1 for, through the first five weeks of the season? Justin Herbert. It, I, I, don't, I don't know why people are so up in the air about it. It's their first, first season. Like five quarterbacks I'd have before him? Uh, like, is that part of the question? Yeah. I, I mean, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, oh, my gosh. Just 30 seconds for this? You can, no, you can keep okay. going. Since Herbert. You're naming the quarterbacks. Okay, my bad. I said Herbert again. Patrick Mahomes for sure. Hurts for sure. Allen for sure. <sighs> Who else has been performing? Um, 
gosh, I sorry. Well, I'll, throw, I'll throw some out. And 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 this is this is not only, I guess, well, we'll we'll stick with fantasy for now, but other guys in fantasy just say yes or no. Tua. Yes. Jared Goff. No. Lamar Jackson. Mm. No. Justin Fields. No. Kirk Cousins. No. So, I mean, it sounds like he's right right in there at the number five spot for you based on some of those players. I mean, I listen, it's their first uh, he got he was let down. Last the, this last game was a little a little ugly, but I mean, the production is there. I don't know why people are ignoring the fact that this man put up QB1 numbers. He was the QB1 for multiple weeks in a row. I mean, it just it, it befuddles me. Well, so fantasy aside, since you're talking fantasy, do you think he's a real life elite quarterback? Yes, absolutely. Even I mean, though he's in the record books already. I mean, I agree, but at a certain point, either Brandon Staley is the worst coach of all time, which is definitely in their own possibilities. Definitely one of the problems. <laughs> or or Herbert's not cutting it. I think similar to Dak. Like I don't think anyone is calling Dak an elite quarterback anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to throw it out. I think it's, again, I know it may be tough to argue, but listen, he's, if, he's, not, he's not delivering. If there's anyone, anyone in any league who happens to listen to this who has Herbert, I will gladly trade for him. I will glad without a without a moment's notice. I think he is absolutely going to be like. How old is this kid? I feel like he's only like what twenty five, maybe twenty four five, like twenty five. Scott, that's what you're throwing up. Twenty five. Twenty five. I mean twenty twenty point eight six points twenty three point two twenty eight point three twenty five point three eight this last game which was quote unquote mediocre nineteen point five eight I mean he's a he's a put you put him in the lineup and you don't have to worry about thing not to so, mention he is on the first place team in what's your fantasy right or what's your fantasy league so anyways like I said I thought it was an interesting question the Chargers haven't been it so I was curious I mean listen the Chargers, for some reason, will do everything right. They do everything right, but will always find a way to lose. And I don't get, I don't get how they do. It's uncanny, but you cannot pin that on Herbert. Qu- that last pass, that last INT, that's Quinton Johnston's fault, man. You don't get put that. He's not ready for prime time yet, baby. He's not ready for prime time. But don't don't try to smear my boy Herbert's name out there. I love the passion for the hate. Let's let's not discredit the uh, the Cowboys stepping up on defense when they needed to at the end of that game. Absolutely. Got a sack sack from Micah Parsons and then the pick to end the game, baby. Very Cowboys. good defensive like movement there. Good good defensive plays, but Herbert's not the problem. All right, with that, let's go ahead and move it on over to MFK. All right, uh, this week keeping it fairly simple. I've got three young. Top 10 this year running backs is based mm-hmm. on the what's your fantasy scoring. I got the number three, the number seven, and the number eight running backs so far. Travis Etienne, Kenneth Walker, DeAndre Swift, MFK. Hmm. Easy Mary for me is KW3, Kenneth Walker. Wait, which one of those do you own in our league? Kenneth Walker. All right. I test. Um, 
Mayor, uh, friends with Betcha Fitz, Travis Etienne, and Killing Swift. Um, I mean, all are doing really well. But uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm going based off of what I think who's the most talented back of the three. And uh, I'm taking Kenneth Walker over Etienne. Yeah. John, John, you want to take the second? Yeah, sure. Um, I think I am going to, <clears throat> I'm going to kill. DeAndre Swift. Um, I think the other two are, I mean, I think Swift is doing, a, a. he's obviously doing really well this year, but I think the other two are, I can maybe trust a little more uh, going forward. Um, and I'm going to marry uh, ETN and what is it? Right. Trade? Uh, Kier, Prince with Benjafitz. Benjafitz. Uh, Kenneth Walker. Honestly, those two are really close for me. Um, Etn uh, just came off of a couple big weeks, but um, it, it looks like it's pretty obvious that he's he's getting the majority of the work in uh, in Jacksonville. Um, even though I would love for my guy Trevor Lawrence to throw some touchdown passes instead of him <laughs> getting in the end zone every single time, but. Yeah, he does get into the end zone every single time. So, gonna marry Etn. Um, I'm gonna have to agree with Steven all the way here. KW three KW has been my boy since he entered the league, um, and really, I I don't know what about it. I, if you just like we've mentioned last last year, it, just watch this kid uh, and his Michigan State highlights. And the the thing with KW three was he always had tank in the gas it didn't matter how much he used them if you even noticed for last year he did have some moments where he was injured of course but that's the exact problem i have with etn who had nearly the same uh fantasy output early to mid-season last year what happened towards the tail end of the season they used a hell of a lot of them i mean and he just ran out of gas towards the end of the season i, I really think that we're seeing history repeat itself for this year um, so he's going to be my friends with Benchovitz and my kill is going to be DeAndre Swift just because in the end zone it's going to be the brotherly shove and Hertz is going to continue eating that up. That's my MFK. MJ stole some of my thunder there, but uh, yeah, no, I'm agreeing with Steven and MJ uh, and yeah, I was just calling Steven out because he likes to do that with me, but sometimes the right answer is the right <laughs> answer. Kenneth Walker is hundred percent the Mary uh, for me. Uh, Travis Etienne, friends of Benchovitz and DeAndre Swift, the kill um, I was going to say exactly what MJ said. The biggest difference is if you they are first and goal on the one, it's the Bartley shove for Philadelphia. It's not necessarily the tush push for Seattle or Jacksonville. Um, they're just as likely to to hand it off. Um, but 100%, it's Jalen Hurts falling into the end zone for the Eagles. And that takes away fantasy value from DeAndre Swift, period, dot. Um, so I think it definitely is much closer between KW3 and Travis Etienne. But uh, with that, uh, MJ, you want to go next? Oh, yeah, baby. So listen, uh, who was it? Was it Steven, weren't you last week giving us like the subpar MFKs? Uh, I, did, I did give a very subpar one last week. Okay. Lay up, listen, if you will. listen, I'm giving a subpar one this week. Hell it's yeah. going to be with some subpar slash unknown starters. QB starters coming in for injured QBs this week. Uh, first of which is going to probably make you squirm. Uh, Malik Willis, Tyson Badgett, Aiden 
O'Connell. How are you feeling, uh, gentlemen? Louis Mary Aiden, friends of Betcha Fitz, Malik Willis, and Kill uh, Tyson Chicken Guy. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, Aiden, whenever he has played, I mean, I guess it wasn't great or he'd still be playing, but um, Malik Willis, I'd watched the end of that Titans game and it was an absolute travesty. He could not do anything with the ball. Uh, it was a shit show. It's an absolute shit show. So I can't marry him. So that's why I'm friends with Betcha Fitting. I, I, the reason I, I mean, I'm killing Tyson because he plays for the Bears and he's an undrafted, I believe, rookie. So no way I'm taking an undrafted rookie playing for the Chicago Bears. So easy, easy, easy kill. John? Aiden O'Connell, he, he, uh, he already did some time with the Raiders, right? Yeah, yeah. He uh, so he yeah. he's a rookie. He just he started one game, I think. Yeah, and it did not it did not look good. I th- I think I'm gonna I'm gonna kill Malik Willis, Stephen. I also saw that game, and it was oh my gosh, it was really hard to it was it was hard to watch. I'm gonna friends with bench offense, Aiden O'Connell, because he's already shown that uh, it's it, it's not much to look at. I'm going to marry uh, Tyson Badgent because I haven't seen him play yet. And I think that maybe he could surprise hey, me. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing reasoning, actually. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, I'm, I'm going to differ from both of you a little bit. Um, I also am going to marry Tyson Chicken Badgent. Um, listen, the rookie had the awful play with the fumble. But other than that, I thought he did an okay job on a team that really hasn't been great with fields besides, you know, the DJ Moore week. Um, I am going to friends with Benchifits, Malik Willis, uh, just because he's more of a proven commodity. You know what you're going to get, which is not good, but at least you know. Uh, Aiden might not even be starting. Hoyer came in for the injured Jimmy G this past week, and True. Hoyer might be starting. So, like, Aiden might be a giant goose egg for you. Like at least give me one of the other two guys that could at least be like a point or two. Yeah. Yeah. I respect that. Um, I'm going to, I, I'm just amazed at like, barring the fact that Hoyer might be starting. I'm amazed that you guys are giving Malik Willis a time of day. He is my automatic kill. <laughs> I just, I am so surprised the two, the side side bros, Friends with benefits, Malik Willis. Now, of course, we don't have really good choices. Um, so he's going to be my kill. My friends with benefits is going to be Aiden O'Connell. And I am going to have to marry uh, Tyson Badgett. He did, he, yeah, he looked okay. He looked okay. Um, the best that's a Bears homer. I mean, I you know what? I just prefer to be overly optimistic about my Bears, even though we are still projected to get the top two picks in the in next year's draft. And I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I don't want to become more I, sad. I mean, when you go with the argument, which I mean, truly, John, when you say like, basically it can't get worse. I, I get it. <laughs> I think, I think, I think it makes sense. Um, so real, real quick, based on fantasy points, cause they each have played one week or technically badge and it was like half a week, but uh, Aiden, uh, was number one with 9.82. Badgett had six and change, and Malik Willis had five and change. So, by that, it should be Aiden. But I think Badgett Aiden Malik, played but a full game, right? He, he did. He that's, did play a full game. That's different. Willis yeah. And, yeah. 
Excellent I, point. Credit. Um, all right. With mine, I got to preface this, which I've, I've neglected to say. I have an underlying underlying thing this week, which is the month Apple. of October. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously, we started with the the Apple draft did a National Apple Day on ten twenty one. My on the clock questions were all players number ten. So Cup, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, Justin Herbert. So that was the reason for that. Well played. Um, had to throw that back. Um, my MFK are three players that have 10 letters in their name. And I will say this is a coincidence. But what? one player that each of you guys have in this league. So that lined up perfectly. So we have Chris Olave, Brees Hall, and Sam Laporta. MFK, 10 letters, count them. Ooh. Wait, first and last names? Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um if if you don't use, you know, Christopher or Samuel, but sure. Oh uh, do they go by Christopher or Samuel? Christopher Olave? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go first. This is pretty easy for me. Brees Hall's my Mary, Chris Olave's my friends with Benchifits, and SLP is going to be my kill. Um, I just think that, well, for my kill, I do have to explain myself. I, I do feel like there are a lot of mouths to feed in Detroit. That is an offense that you want to invest in. But we're talking in fantasy We with these players specifically. these The other two players are players who are undoubtedly th- their alphas. I mean, Chris Olave is the leading target getter for that team. Brees Hall is finally getting the majority of touches, and we've seen what he can do uh, with limited touches. Just, just imagine him with a full workload. So easy peasy for me. Oh, my only my only uh, worry with Olave is Derek Carr's uh, week to week performance. That's why he's my friend with Benchfits. Is this for oh. like? Are we talking dynasty or? redraft we can say dynasty dynasty okay yeah um i think i will probably i think i'm gonna go marry and yeah maybe it's because i have them but i'm gonna marry chris olave <clears throat> i still i yeah i feel like this year is not like like he still hasn't like quite broken out and Derek mm-hmm. Carr is not helping the situation but i still have a lot of hope. Friends with Benchifits, Brees Hall, and kill Sam Laporta. Even though it just it just feels like none of these are a kill. It's it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Sam Laporta is like it's not just like a one week, two week thing. It's like every week he's like killing it. He's killing, killing it. it. So I don't know what to think. Yeah. I mean, listen, you flip this to a tight end premium, like oh, I mean. It's not, but like, listen, SLP is automatically at the top of that list just because of consistency, like too, way too consistent. And yeah. So MJ married his guy. John married his guy. <laughs> listen, in the surprise of the night, I'm not going to marry my guy. Listen, Good, that would be a wrong answer. <laughs> okay, sure. It'd be a wrong answer depending on the situation. But uh, San Laporta has been amazing. And if we're doing this, based on where you drafted them and the value they've returned, it's definitely Mary Sam Laporta, but 
Brees Hall, I think, went pretty late. If I can, he, he did in our draft. He did in our draft. You're right. It it might be Brees. That was crazy. But anyways, I'm gonna agree with MJ. Um, I think Brees is the mayor here. Um, I don't think Cook provides him any kind of uh, danger to job security in the Jets' offense, and Brees, pun intended, has been running away with it. Um, Chris Olave. Uh, he had a really ugly game the week that he played me in four leagues, which I was very thankful for. Um, I think he's been a little more boom bust. I think that's partly the Saints, partly Derek Carr. Um, but also, he has more threats than you think. Alvin Kamara has been taking a lot of looks in that offense out of the backfield. Um, and I, I think that definitely knocks him down to the friends of bench bits for me. Um, and I'm not going to say the K word for Sam Laporta because nobody should ever say the K word with Sam Laporta. Dude's been amazing. He's a rookie tight end, which, you know, he's he's defying gravity just by saying that. He's an amazing rookie tight end. Um, ton of mouths to feed in the Lions offense, like one of you guys mentioned, and he's still eating. So uh, I'm happy to have Sam Laporta backing up Mark Andrews for me in Dynasty. I think I'm set at the tight end position for a long time. With that said, easy kill on Sam Laporta. Um, <clears throat> obviously killing it as we've talked about, but he's a tight end. So easy kill there. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I, I usually got to lean wide receivers when it comes to dynasty, but I'm just looking at Brace Hall's stats this year. And for, with him being limited, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. It's insane. I, I, I think I got to marry Breeze. Um And it's not nothing with Olave, love Olave, John, but, Derek Carr, I think he's uh he's not he's not it he's not the guy and obviously he's not going to be there forever but um I, I think for now I, I think I want I want Brees Hall. Mm. With that, let's move it to jukebox. Juke. All right, so to continue our October theme, we got a band. The hit band, Blue October, if you guys are familiar with this band, um, really, I think just they've had one mainstream song like 10 years ago, 15 years ago or so. Um, The first song being Hate Me. Um, So I think everyone, you guys all all remember Hate Me? To be honest, Hate me today, hate me tomorrow. Oh, maybe that ring a bell i think it does let me meet myself continue please (laughs) um so it's 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 a little bit of a jam it's a good you know in the fills kind of song so hate me by blue october and as scott beautifully saying he says hate me today hate me tomorrow hate me for all the things i didn't do for you so who is someone that you've had a strong affinity for for multiple years and you always think they're going to do something, but then they never do, and it hurts you. Therefore, you hate him for all the things that he didn't do for you. Oh. Ah, that's tough. Um, yeah, I need a second on is this. Is anyone... <laughs> so, Stephen, you said multiple years. I know you've been in the game just for a couple here, John, but any, uh, any guy that you really liked 
Let's see. Um, I don't have any examples off the top of my head. <laughs> I feel like you guys both usually love some guys and they don't. Like, I don't, yeah. I mean, I could just look down my entire What's Your Fantasy roster. <laughs> <laughs> That's a start. Um, Maybe I should look down John's roster too. <laughs> I mean, a guy like, uh, I don't know, like Gabe Davis, who's actually been good. I don't know if that's someone like yeah, Scott. We obviously I- huge on him last year. I was huge at the very beginning of the year, but I learned really quickly to stay away from him. So, I mean, that was like a few months. MJ, who did you have some big love on? Or who have you had big love on? Man, the only like thing is I I can't really think of multiple years, but like, I mean, I can give you example of like the past two seasons, which is Kyle Pitts. I mean, that's really been the person i i fell madly in love with last year just because of the talent and then i realized nothing really nothing's going to change until uh, this offense changes i mean i I am yeah he got his first touchdown finally last for the season last game but i immediately said okay let me see if i can build the hype and see if i can trade him off for a value player which i was able to in mark andrews to someone who loved the profile. So I I love that answer, MJ. And I'm actually going to go with somebody that has significantly turned it around. And because of that, I hate him because when I had him last year, he didn't do crap for me, uh, was injured, basically lost the job and then got traded. I'm going with DeAndre Swift because I was completely out on him this year. His value was dirt cheap like you could get him super late in startups like steven was willing to trade him in in uh rocky mountain club for for nothing and i should have bought him from him Mm. and and i didn't and definitely a little regret there because he's number eight on the season yes he's behind the push but still like give me the number eight running back on the season that's that's an every week start so give me DeAndre swift yeah that's a tough question tough question John, john did you come up with anything I, yeah, kind of. I mean, I, 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 I can't even remember who I had last year in one of the, uh, the band leagues. Um, but you know what? To make up for that, I'll give you two for this year. Oh, it's uh, it, it's going to be the running backs that I drafted back to back in in the startup draft, Ramondre Stevenson and Javante Williams, mm-hmm. who were just seemed really promising to me at the beginning. But the offenses themselves have been so bad and i don't even think that them they themselves are are bad it's just like they're just they're just in really like struggling situations and it's kind of been it's been hard to watch so i'm hoping they can turn it around second half yeah i had i had javante williams and deandre swift in the same league in our league before it was a dynasty league last year so I, i feel that pain yeah i love it i love it john um the second song by our new favorite band blue october um, down here waiting. So they say in the song, I'll be down here waiting from a little attention from you now. Down here, just sorry. I'll be down here just waiting from a little attention from you now. Um, so what player on your bench or your league's benches is just down there waiting from a little attention from you, but has clearly proven 
that he's earned a weekly spot in your lineup. Just need you to put him up. All right. Scott, so please do not take this super literally and say something like Kyron Williams, who is on your taxi squad, but would be in the majority of starting lineups. Cool. Well, that was an easy answer. But uh, yeah, that's 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 probably what I was going to go with off of my current roster because they should be in the starting lineup. Um, and again, it doesn't have to be your team specifically. Like a guy that's someone's got on their bench and they're just not starting him correctly. It could be anything like that. Um, I can. We we actually talked about this before the podcast too. Um, mine's going to be Tajay Spears. Um, I have him in nearly every dynasty league except for one, of course, and because I told Scott to pick him and he did. Um, but listen, this guy, especially with the rumors swirling around that Derrick Henry uh, may be traded uh, to, surprise, surprise, a contending team, which I am so excited for the King Henry to hopefully get a chance to win a championship. But I think Tajay, he was one of my highest ranked rook- running back rookies uh, from the 23 class. And if you just watch him, um, you give him a chance to to just watch this guy. I mean, he ripped off his huge 45-yard uh, pass play to end the game uh, last week for the Titans. And he's just waiting there because he's just not getting the amount of looks I, I'd feel comfortable with starting him as. So the moment that he gets that opportunity, he's immediately going up to my starting lineup. I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't love it because I feel like I don't know if he's necessarily earned that weekly spot yet, but I agree the eye test is there and he's got a lot of potential if Henry happens to leave. Hey, these are uh, tough questions. I would, <laughs> My other one was going to be Nico, but I feel like people w- should be starting him at this point. Agreed. No calling. Agreed. So um, I just, yeah. that's a tough question. John, you got anything? I've, I've got one uh, which we're going to see you know, what happens as the, uh, as the year goes on. But Romeo Dobbs was blowing up on my bench, like the first three out of the four weeks of the year. Uh, and he was just sitting there. So I don't know. I, I, I know that Christian Watson is back, but um, he was getting like, what he had 16.6, 15.8, 14 points. Um, really solid. And just, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I I don't know how that's going to look going forward with Christian Watson, but um, he should have been starting for me. I think he could be the the target guy for that team. So I I, I think there's a possibility. Um, I don't hate it. Don't hate it. Scott? I mean, you're going to hate it if I say Sam Laporta, because obviously I have him on my bench behind <laughs> Mark Andrews. So Every, um, all right, here, here we go. I, I got one. I got one. Stop. Okay, don't need the negativity from you every single time. All right, uh, classic Rashid Shahid. Rashid Shahid. Oh, Rashid. I think deserves to be started. I think depending on the league. So in our Rocky Mountain Club, we get points for return yards. Um, what I I could definitely see myself starting him uh, in uh, like where I have wide receivers on by for sure. Return yards. How does that work? I didn't even know that. You you get. Uh, same thing as like rushing or passing yards, you get decimal points per yards. So, do you intentionally pick players who are going to be returning balls? Well, typically your returners aren't going to be like your main wide receivers, next, right? Yeah. So, like huh. Shahid is what the third string after Michael Thomas and Alave, correct? The Saints, but 
every time he gives the ball back, those points count too. And he had one return for a touchdown already first week. So, yeah, I think he could be a viable starter in deeper deeper leagues. Um, he's probably on some people's benches, especially if you get punt return, kick return, yardage points. Certainly better option than the other two. But with that, we will turn it on over to Fantasy Flash. All right, uh, Fantasy Flash is not going well for some people this year. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The Week 6 recap, Thursday Night Football, we had an over-under of four and a half passing touchdowns. Might have set that bar a little bit high because there was only two total from Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. Only two. That's all they could throw the entire game. Steven and MJ both got a point for taking the under. Uh, Let's go, baby. Sunday Night Football. More rushing yards, and uh, yeah, probably should have confirmed 100% that Daniel Jones was actually going to play. It was Daniel Jones or Josh Allen, and I think had Daniel Jones actually played, he would have smashed. He um, would have. Because he didn't, it was 0-11. to 11. Josh Allen only got 11, but regardless, Steven and MJ with another point there, kind of an asterisk, but a point's a point. Uh, Monday Night Football, more targets, CeeDee Lamb and Jake Ferguson, or... Keenan Allen and Gerald Everett, and it was eight to sixteen. So uh, Stephen with a point there, his second perfect week, second in three weeks, in fact. Um, and with that, uh, the new record is Stephen at twelve and six, MJ at ten and eight, and uh, I don't think I need to say my, but it's seven and eleven which is a great convenience store, but a terrible record for Fantasy Flash. So uh, I'm going to hopefully turn it around this week. Um, happy to have John making our first guest picks of the year. Uh, so we'll start with our Thursday night football game. Tomorrow night, we have the Jaguars versus the Saints. More total fantasy points, ETN or Camara, And we're using what's your fantasy half-point PPR scoring? ETN. Camara. John? Camara. I also picked Camara. Oh, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) MJ, I think think this is my chance to catch you. Uh, I think Steven's just going to maintain his distance from me. Uh, Sunday Night Football. Really looking forward to this one. We got a couple of five-in-one teams, a couple of ex-Bama quarterbacks. We have Tua and the Dolphins versus Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. And so let's match up Tua and Hurts. More total touchdowns, Tua or Hertz? Oh my! More Tua. total touchdowns, <sighs> rushing or passing? Mm-hmm. Total touchdowns. Yep. May have, may have regretted that one, but or or receiving. You never know. More total touchdowns, Lord. I'll go um, Hertz. I am leaning Hertz, so I will pick Hertz. I also went to a going to hedge my bet there. So uh, not helping me catch Steven at all right now. Uh, Monday night football. We have the Niners versus the Vikings more receptions. And I'll give you their yearly totals in a second, but it's going to be Brandon. Ayuk versus Jordan Addison. Ayuk has 25 receptions on the year and Addison has 22. And Ayuk's missed a game, right? Ayuk. Did miss a game, yes. Total t- total receptions? Receptions. Ayuk, easy. I'm going to go Addison. 
you could, you could pass me. What's up? Uh, he can't. He can get within one of you. He can, or he can tie you. Uh, you said Ayuk, John. Yeah. I also went Ayuk. Cool. So pretty good splits there. We'll see what actually happens. Uh, I need a three and week to help me catch up to these guys. But uh, with that, we'll go back to MJ to close it out. Okay. Well, listen, wonderful episode, you guys, especially with our first guess um of this season john john it's been such a pleasure uh like i said you guys please listen uh to their newest album which they are touring uh through america when is your last tour date john how long is this going on for last tour date is uh november 11th in austin texas so great city yeah listen blue bluebeard everyone give it a listen so good Uh, so good um if you guys haven't listened well or heard of broken the bluff now's the time to hop on board uh i'm looking also blue october (laughs) yeah and and blue october yeah um (laughs) we're thankful to every one of uh our weekly listeners um i had to shout out because i have uh my hr head of hr uh mr pace hey mr pace i love talking about fantasy with you every week um i'm so sorry about your teams and how they're all injured um bit (laughs) uh but shout out to you mr pace and all of our listeners like i said thank you guys for taking your time uh steven scott john times out of your evenings uh to record and man this is just always a fun time getting to talk fantasy so, uh, John, do you have any, oh. uh, words of wisdom or words of thanks? Oh man, I got no words of wisdom, but, uh, <laughs> I got all the thanks for you guys for having me on the pod again. It's always so fun to, to chat. So we'll do it again. Uh, maybe we can do it again after the season's over. See how we did. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. And Hey, well, listen, I mean, with your position, I know you're one in five, uh, in what's your fantasy league, but this is the point where you get to decide what you want to do with your team. And this is the most, honestly, this is where you have the most fun. So oh, yeah. I'm excited I'm about for to you make to some rogue moves. <laughs> Perfect. Some absolutely wild trades. Come at me with your trades. Oh, all right. Uh, uh, Steven, any words? First, obviously thank John boy for, for coming on. Always gives us a, uh, little ray of sunshine to add to the pod so appreciate that um and and yeah I, thank you to, to everyone out there listening um whether it's three of you or 17 of you we appreciate every one of you and love doing this for fun and uh yeah i guess uh, it's about that time to look at to tank or not to tank if you're uh, in that position. So uh, let's make some trades and get this, get this train rolling. Yeah. Scott. Yeah. Thank you all for being here, John. Thanks for coming on as a guest, man. Um, I have not listened to the album yet, but I will. Um, I will do it on one of my commutes to work. Uh, Is that last uh, concert on the 11th? Is that like a veterans day festival of some sort? That's on B-Day. Oh, no, it is not. It is not. It is a straight up in the tech- show in Austin, Texas. Oh, but nice. hey, we can cool. make it that. <laughs> no, that'd be fun, dude. Austin's a good time. 
but yeah, thanks again for coming on, man. Uh, definitely going to be hitting you up for some trades. And uh, Stephen, MJ, uh, always a pleasure to host with you guys. Um, thanks for taking time out of your day. And um, yeah, thanks to all of our listeners out there. We appreciate you listening to this. Um, like Steven said, whether it's 317 or 69, um, we appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we hope to uh, hope for you to join us next week. Yeah, and uh, good luck in week seven, everybody. We'll see you next week. This is What's Your Fantasy, a fantasy football podcast. We'll see you all next time. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby.